What is going on, nerds? I am the Man Nerd, and this is another episode of Nerd to Nerd, where me and Gallant Fool talk to really cool nerds, get to know them, see what their projects are, see what their passions are. What is a nerd, you ask? A nerd is everyone. It is everything. It doesn't matter where you were born, your sexual preference, how you identify. It just takes one passion, and you are a member of the Nerd Club. Now, we are joined today by 3D Dice, the two creators of this. It is Celeste and Tommy, correct? Yeah. How are you? Or Nullfish or Tom. Yeah, either either works. There you go. <laughs> I'm Celeste. Nice to meet you all. Nice to meet you as well. Yes, I was very happy that uh, you reached out after all the rpgs uh we did a interview with them and they're they were talking about you on the interview don't know if you heard it yet but we love uh, them. yeah we we're super excited super excited to talk to you awesome i did not get to hear them yet but they did tell me personally that they were on the show and that we should come on so that's why we're here nice <laughs> happy to hear that yeah. all right i'm gonna i'm gonna fire one off right off the bat here what is 3d dice Ooh, good question. You want to take that, Celeste, or you want me to? Sure. 3D Dice is an online dice rolling platform where you can create your own 3D dice, collect the dice created by others, connect with 15, 16 different platforms now, and you can roll your dice in one place and see them in another place. We've got an integration for Foundry VTT. we got a browser plugin where you can connect that to your D&D Beyond, and then click on D&D Beyond, see the dice roll, and you can also see those dice roll in your foundry, and everyone else who's connected to your dice room can see your beautiful 3D dice as well. If I could add to that, uh, 3D dice was, like, born from a concept of, like, if you, like, in the physical world, obviously where we all live, um, you could bring your dice anywhere, right? Bring it to a table, go to Gen Con, show off your dice there, buy different dice, right? Nothing like that exists digitally, and so that's where we kind of came in and been like, well, all these different VTTs exist. They're all awesome. You know, I've been in the VTT space for a long time. Like, how do we make it so people can have dice that they can show off everywhere, right? And so that's that's where 3D Dice came from. Oh, yeah, that's great. And I'm going to just comment on all that. So I checked it out, of course, and created an account and linked to D&D Beyond. And one of my biggest things with D&D Beyond Dice Every time I rolled it on my PC, my laptop was different. Every time I rolled it on my PC, it was super slow to roll, like mm. ridiculously, painfully slow. And I connect your extension through Chrome and it is fixed. I get these cool dice oh, that's and awesome. it is super fast. And I was very excited to see that. That's awesome. Another thing, I mean, I we love, I, I, I should preface it, like, you know, we love all the different integrations, all the different 3D dice people have built. The one thing we've noticed with D&D Beyonds as well is that they're all physics-based, right? So there's a lot of people who ask D&D Beyond, like, oh, we want to see each other's rolls. Like, I want to see the dice roll on my screen or my player screen too. But because it's physics-based, right? Like, I think there's a lot of code that has to go behind their integration to make that work. 
ours our code is more or less a magic trick right like we we use our own random number generator or you can use a different random number generator right so for like foundry we use their rng for dnd beyond we use their rng and we could just show any number you want which makes it very possible to share all your your dice rolls across the screen I guess the, the here we're very performant at that too is awesome. That's that's, that's oh, yeah. awesome. That's it cool fixed to see. my DMBD Beyond issue. So that's mm. awesome. <laughs> the other thing it does nicely on DMD Beyond is that you and the other players can see your dice, provided everyone's got the extension. Whereas normally DMD Beyond, yeah. That was something that always bothered me about DMD Beyond is that you could roll the dice, nobody else would see like this beautiful spread of dice across yep. the table. And now I don't have to worry about that. And you yep. want me to pay for them and I can't show them off? I don't know. Yeah, for yeah. real. <laughs> uh, for the listener at home, because I myself was confused about this. The way to spell the website and the creators here is D-D-D-I-C-E, because 3D, uh, 3D Dice was not exactly the most uh, <laughs> effective way for me to look up the website personally. Mm. And so just to cut out any confusion there for the folks that, that are listening in yeah naming things uh not always has been my strong suit uh it's it's hard to do we we do own a couple other domains i actually was just trying to pull it up now um but we do own i think like the number 3d dice as well but yeah if you google i i guess 3d dice curious you googled us 3d dice and it did we come up because we try to do well with seo in that regard i i actually don't remember off the top of my head let me do it now it's hard to beat google yeah (laughs) yeah you are third see okay we're not third in the line what a that's an excellent setup right there we try. That is actually really good. <laughs> one day we'll be number one, or I'll get We're mad hoping. enough that I'll pay for the top spot. Unfortunately, it's Timu right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, even beyond that, if you're using Google, it's usually their yeah. like D20 roller. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe someday they'll integrate your system into theirs and be like, yeah, we'll just use this one now. Well, actually, split. No, I'm kidding. But we would love it. <laughs> actually, <laughs> <be> surprise. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to jump in real quick. Uh, I've got one that I want to answer to. So how can you offer so much for free and your subscription base is very low money on Patreon? You have three Mm -hmm. tiers and the highest is just 10 bucks a month. Like, how can you do that? Definitely a surprise. I think we're kind of spoiled. I mean, so my background, I've been in the, the RPG space for almost maybe a decade now and by rpg space i mean i've been playing much longer than that but like i've been building tools for rpg spaces for about a decade um it's all about a community and that's at the end of the day i mean i i started 3d dice with celeste you know based on we just wanted to build something cool right and so if we were able to monetize that eventually like all the better but we didn't go out and build this for the sole purpose of like okay let's like make millions of dollars and like that that's not like why we built it we just wanted something that like filled a a neat niche and i don't know just filled like a void i felt was kind of missing in rpg tools so i guess to answer that question like in a short way like one we're spoiled because 
you know, we can fund this and we, we have a great community we're building that also helps us fund this slowly and we're doing things the way we want to do them. We have no VC backing. There's no like anybody down our throats about money or anything like that saying, okay, we got to do this. We got to make money, right? So we can take our time with this. Eventually, yes, we want to make money, right? Like next year we have plans for a marketplace. We want to do, we want to help others like artists make money off of this. There's a whole plethora of ways that we want to not only make money ourselves, but help others make money. But we don't, it's not a mar it's not a sprint, right? It's a marathon. The other thing is we live in this bright future where cloud computing exists and therefore servers and databases and so forth are very cheap. We got started with hobby plans from a bunch of different vendors that were $0 a month. And you can too. Um, so that's another way that we're able to do this and have so much for free. Also taking our time on like kind of the, the the whole point of like taking our time like we've purposely kept our code base very slim and running on minimal resources right like yes we could let it run wild and do all these crazy scaling things but like as Celeste said we're on a lot of hobby plans and hopefully for the near future we'll, we'll remain on there just because of the way we've programmed things honestly simple code is not a bad thing is that if there's so. something that goes wrong you can just be like all right we're not digging through 10,000 lines of code Yep. Indeed. Good engineering is always the simplest. Yep, just like everything. <laughs> yeah, you brought up um, a possible marketplace in the future. I wanted to ask about uh, how you do sort of creator splits between yourselves and uh, the creators of the dice and what your sort of plans are in the regards of, of, of dice sales, basically. Yeah. Uh, Celeste, do you want to take that or you want me to take that? Oh, sure. I'll take that. So for creator splits, we're offering different tiers of splits between creators who are willing to sell their dice exclusively on our site versus elsewhere. And, you know, we're giving them the majority of um, the split there. We also have a system where creators can work together on dice who may not be part of a company and they can, if they both have merchant accounts, split it amongst themselves as well. So we as 3D Dice, we get a minority percentage and then they can split up the commissions between the digital artist or the physical dice maker whose dice is being reproduced or multiple digital artists or streamers whose logos they're using. Yep. To expand, can I expand on that? Yeah, go ahead. The big thing with our marketplace that we really wanted to encourage is that there's obviously a ton of physical dice makers. And like, I mean, I'm on Instagram a lot and I'm following a lot of these physical dice makers. Like not everyone has the artistic or the digital artistic chops to like really take those amazing looking dice and then make them digital, right? But we've built a community of amazing digital creators. And I, I truly mean like some of these, the things that these creators put out are in, insane. I mean, humbly, I built the tool and to see what they're building out of it is insane to me. But we want to hook them up, right? We want a physical dice maker to, to, you know, get connected with a digital dice maker and be able to split commissions with them um, or have ways to sell dice with them. Even for like bigger companies, like if you think about like bigger talent companies, not naming any names, but, you know, companies that deal with like Twitch talent, right? they want to be able to split their commissions amongst different creators, right? Like, so we've set up a marketplace that allows them to do that effectively. I like that. Feels very much, feels very much like a, 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 a literal digital marketplace. I don't know if that makes sense. Like 
you look at like uh, in, in any like RPG setting like the marketplace is this big town square center where everybody's passing information and trading back and forth and it feels like that's kind of the intent here too. Yep. That is very much the intent and also I think it's a good segue to talk about the dice editor. So 3D digital art can be kind of complicated but we're trying to encourage as many people to be able to show up to that you know, traditional style marketplace to be able to sell their dice, whether they have those skills or not. So we have an editor where you can go, you can select your fonts, upload some backgrounds, do different things. And it tries to simplify the 3D aspects of complicated shaders. So I wrote a lot of shader code to make it so that we can have numbers overlaid on backgrounds with outlines around the faces and we have a, a feature you might have seen called hidden dice you can roll the die you don't see any of the numbers and then they fade in well anyone who uses the editor gets that feature you don't have to do anything fancy um so we're trying to make it very accessible but like most great things you want to make the easy uh, or like the common easy but have all the power possible and if someone is enterprising they can write their own 3d shader code to do whatever wild things that are imaginable. And right now you have to be, you know, that's a programmery thing. You have to upload that via a REST API. We don't have a, an easy way to enter that through the editor, but there are some people who have made some pretty interesting dice that like one looks like a Nixie tube as you roll it. They kind of I was light just going to say that one. <laughs> dissolve. Yeah, I, well, I wanted to talk about one that I didn't make first, but some of the ones that I made is like a die that pulsates in and out and the um, the face of the die actually like are floating above this glowing ball. And I, I implemented that with a custom shader code. Um, another one that's I personally like because I made it, but I think other people like too is the digital dice where as it rolls, mm -hmm. it looks like a digital clock and they light up whichever one's on top kind of pops out. So cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's any testament to the editor and how easy it is, I mean, what, 9,740 at the time of speaking today? Um, and it grows a couple hundred every week that people, and not just like, you know, very basic dice. Like, the, again, the stuff that people create are insane. I'm looking at one on the homepage, one of our better creators or one of like our, our I, I'd say he's created one of the, the most handa, but he uploaded recently using the API, a uh, natural skull. So like you can roll a skull and it like, it rolls a D6, which is insane to me. So cool. Yeah, I saw a lot of those. They look awesome. I even just used the editor and made some dice today. Some just simple, flat, you know, purple dice. It was super cool. It was a lot of fun doing it. Very easy to do as well. Love it. Yeah, one of our advanced features is that you can remix the dice that other people create. Um, so if I were to make a cool die that you think is really great, it's got some different, uh, you know, backgrounds and stuff, you can then make a copy and usually hopefully if the person kind of made it well tint the different things oh we can tint the background instead of just being you know i don't know green now it's a little yellow and you make the dice your own um, and hopefully once we do have the marketplace that uh, we'll give tools to the sellers to be able to allow under certain circumstances remixing of dice so they could sell not just a dice pack of 12 different colors they could sell you one die that you can then color however you like mm -hmm. yeah again super cool i'm gonna be saying that a lot <laughs> <laughs> say it more There's a lot of really cool that. stuff here so <laughs> yes 
if it's not too much, what are all the platforms that you support currently? Oh boy, I oh. was I was just on our homepage. I can rattle them off. Um, yeah, go for it. We have, I mean, it's all our website. Our website is both desktop and mobile friendly and tablet friendly. So you can use them all three of those, but we support Roll20, D&D Beyond, Foundry VTT, Owlbear Rodeo, Dungeon Master's Vault. Uh, we have a Stream Deck plugin, so you can roll using Stream Deck plugin, uh, like buttons. Uh, Tailspire, above VTT. Boy, we have a Twitch integration. You can spend, uh, your audience can spend bits uh, to roll dice on top of your stream. What am I missing? So I think... I can't think of it the, any others off the top of my head. I think that's that's all of them. That's, that's a lot. A of lot. Them. That's a lot. <laughs> well, it's it's also growing. Like we we've been in chats with a lot of different VTTs too. That you know our our big sell is that 3D dice. It's I wouldn't say it's the hardest problem out there, but like if you're a VTT, you want to focus your energy trying to make your VTT unique, right? Like there's a lot of VTTs out there. How do you separate yourself? Usually 3D dice isn't the one that's going to like make or break a VTT. However, they are really cool. And uh, that's where we kind of come in and say like, look, like we offer a full integration. Like if you're looking for a D&D Beyond connector, like you could just integrate with us and then you integrate with D&D Beyond automatically. Mm. Yeah, I want to repeat that because this kind of passes people by. If you were a tool maker, like a VTT, if you integrate with 3D Dice, because 3D Dice is integrated with all those other platforms, someone can turn on your integration, turn on their integration with any one of those other things, and they can roll on that character sheet in D&D Beyond and see it in your VTT. They can mm -hmm. roll in your VTT, and if they really want to, they could see it in Dungeon Master's Vault or in Foundry or anywhere on their stream, they press the stream deck button, and then it not just rolls on your stream, it rolls in your foundry. It rolls in your D&D Beyond. It, it rolls in your path builder. I forgot path, path builder. builder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's really something special. And all the RPGs, they're going to be having us, as well as Tabletop and... Uh, Dimension Door Games is one of those companies yep. that's making those dice that can roll and know what the number is and put it in your computer. Um, so it's a real, I don't know. I say the word platform at the beginning. And you probably didn't really believe the impact of that word, but it, it's a platform. It's a three yeah. dice platform. Yeah, yeah. And another thing, one comment that uh, one of the VTT makers told us was that dice are hard. You mm -hmm. know, lots of people played Dungeons and Dragons, but lots of people play lots of other games, and lots of other games mm -hmm. use dice in ways that Dungeons and Dragons just doesn't, and it's mm -hmm. a really expansive thing, like one of my favorite games is Dogs in the Vineyard, and in that game, when you play it in real life, you drag them around, you push them into the middle of the table, like the game rules literally say, push two dice into the middle of the table, mm -hmm. those two are your your score for this for this turn. Or one of our users came by, they wanted to play Tunnels and Trolls. And they're like, oh, it's always been so hard. I remember being really easy when we played in person, but playing on this VTT was hard. And because when you played in person, you took two dice off the table in pairs to figure out, like, canceling. Well, at 3ddice.com, you can click on the dice to cancel them out, and they disappear from the table. And there's just so many different ways to use dice that being a VTT maker... 
You're worried about other things like maps and character sheets. Rule automation, mm. content ingestion, right? It's, mm. There's a lot mm. that goes into a VTT. Actually, right. it's funny you mentioned tunnels and trolls because that 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 took us a while. I, I remember reading a, like, a bunch of people came and like, I want to play tunnels and trolls, but you're missing a key feature. And we we're like, okay, like, and they were saying, okay, we need to roll a bunch of dice and we need to move them around the screen. I'm like, okay, like, we need to like move dice. So we, and we, we, we shipped it recently, like within the last couple months, so you can move dice around your screen now, which, and it syncs across all the clients. It's very cool. I remember reading a forum post about tunnels and trolls, like, okay, what, what am I getting myself into here? And I remember one of the forum posts is like, okay, how many dice do you need for tunnels and trolls? It's like, whatever you have, double it. And then the, it, another one was like, all right, you're going to need an F ton of dice. And I was like, all right, they're not kidding. It's There's a lot of dice involved in tunnels and trolls. So we try to support and we use those real life examples as like, that's what we want in the digital world. Like if people are expecting in the physical world, we have to make it work in the digital world. That is huge. Like the the... I know how ridiculous some dice systems can get, so having such a broad, expansive ability to not only look for ways of implementation, but also prior implementations that you've already built, having that, I don't know, connection between you two immediately going, all right, let's 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 try and build something for this, and having it known as it coming out, like... I, if I were Tunnels and Trolls, I would contact you guys immediately and be like, hey, so uh, can we talk about this and what you've done here? <laughs> like I said, we're, we're yeah. taking our time, but we we would love to, you know, like I said, we were reaching out to publishers and talking to people, but very much at the luxury of time. Um, if mm. users start pounding down our doors about this, then we obviously will rush things, but uh, oh, sure. rush things in a good way. But yeah, luxury of time. It's huge, though. I've been sitting here kind of like, starry-eyed, all excited about all this as you've been talking about it. And just the community aspect of this is insane to me. It's wonderful. We love our community. We really yeah. do. Like, they they come out and they tell us, like, oh, I want this, or, you know, I, I, truthfully, I... I mean, I don't know if you if you folks are going to dive into our backgrounds uh, or whatnot, but like I've worked on projects where it was less than fun hearing from the community sometimes because there's a lot of expectations um, and we have a lot of expectations for us, too. But our community has been, I would say, nothing but positive. It has been incredible to work with them and the people who find us and talk about us and write about us and put videos out for us. Literally some of the best people I've ever met. And that is extremely hard to cultivate. I work in QA for video games. I know how toxic <laughs> uh, fans can get. So passionate, we they get very passionate. You, you may call it what you like. I will call it what I do. Well, I, I would like to 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 say a phrase that a, a wise man named Tommy once told me that when somebody comes to complain, it's because they liked your thing and really want to like it, and this is that one thing that makes them not and they're really trying to tell you that they like it. And it's mm -hmm. true, like, there are some people who've come by, like, really kind-hearted people, really spirited about it, and oh my god, they pointed out some very embarrassing flaws. But they were doing it out of love for our tool so that we could make it better, that they could use it to meet their needs, because mm -hmm. their needs weren't yet getting met, but they saw the potential. And I think it's that spirit that we embody in all of our communication with the community that builds that magic that you just pointed out because mm -hmm. we 
you know, we take it in a certain way and reaction upon it. People like they give it back to us in kind. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah this Tommy person is very smart. Yeah, I know. If only we could get him on the podcast. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. Hearing the two of you talk about this project, it is so very clear to me that there is so much passion behind it. Like, there is very Mm. much attention to detail and care and and, and love of the hobby as a whole that is very apparent, and it is wonderful to see. Yeah, this is a project that has, like... You ever have that feeling that you were meant for something and that all of everything in your life led up to this moment? Well, this is that moment for me. I've been playing role-playing games since longer than I'm willing to admit because you don't ask a lady her age. But (laughs) I also... Yeah, I also got the, you know, degree in computer graphics that I'm now getting able to take advantage of. We got things coming from all parts of my past life coming together to converge in this project it this is like a huge passion for me and i love it how about you tommy same i mean like i i i i I feel the same way like everything has like merged into like this like what we're doing here you know previously i i I built a vtt of my own and which is why i you know i i've I feel very strongly about how VTTs do things or, you know, how how people should position themselves because I've, I've lived it firsthand. And this has been truly every day has just been joyful to like work on this. And not that I work on it like every day, like, you know, to the bone, I'm not working like nine to five to the bone or like, you know, anything more. But the hours I put into this are just like, I look forward to them. It's it's truthfully some of the best best programming and community experiences I have. That's and that's hard to get in programming. From what I've from what I know and from what I've heard, getting a like an enjoyable programming job or yeah. even just <laughs> a, 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 an enjoyable programming experience is, is difficult. So mm, I'll I'll see you with difficult getting an enjoyable programming ex- job, but not an enjoyable programming. This doesn't experience. feel like a job. I love love yeah. programming. You know what? Yeah. That's fair. I myself am not a programmer, so I, 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 I may have presented myself a bit too strongly on that. Not at I all. Just, <laughs> I see what devs have to do behind the scenes, and I go, oh, okay. That's okay. I show I showed my wife the other day like a header that like you can scroll, and the header sticks, and I'm like, look at this, and she's like, yeah, I would have expected that. I'm like. It took so much programming to get there. <laughs> appreciate me. <laughs> yeah, well, I validation. you. I was stunned by that. I don't know if you remember that. Oh. That's oh. awesome. Now, how long have you two been working on this? Um, I started the company in October 2021 with a literal statement that said 3D dice are going to be hot. And I bolded and underlined it. And that was the whole idea. And then I think, Celeste, I I contacted you about two, three months down the line from there. Yeah. And then yeah. it's been ever since then. Man, only a few years and you're this far. I appreciate that because wow. it feels a lot longer <laughs> and I feel like we still yes. have a long way to go, but thank no, you that, so much. That's, that's a <laughs> huge development process for only two years. My God. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. You flatter us. Well, you deserve it, so why not? Yes. <laughs> well, it's just the honest truth. <laughs> okay. Thank you. 
we've tried to do things the right way. Like when, when we contacted Celeste, it was because like both of us had like, we were running individual teams and we both of our teams expressed interest. We were working at the same company and that, you know, they wanted to play D&D. I had this idea floating around. Obviously, 3D dice were going to be hot. I'm like, OK, let me just throw together, you know, a prototype in a weekend or two. And I did. And we all played D&D and we all had a great time. And that's when I contacted you and I said, like, oh, what did you think of that? It's like, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. My my, you know, my team really enjoyed that. It's like, well, secretly, I, I made that if you want to help with this. <laughs> and uh, it, it like I said, it evolved from there. We're very proud of what we've built so far. And I, I like I said, I still feel like we have a long way to go. So to hear that we've made insane progress from you folks means a lot. That's very validating. I mean, from just the, the progress that you've made in two years, I cannot imagine what this is going to look like in another two to three. Us either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hope we're integrated with like absolutely every VTT. We're absolutely everywhere. Every publisher is making their like custom dice, but also digital on ours. That's... Absolutely. Like I, I've, this has always been something that's bugged me about most tabletop platforms and and, and is that I can't like look at these cool dice roll. Like I don't get the satisfying, I don't get to look at these. They're so cool. Why won't you let me look at the click clacks? And then lo and behold, we can we do are. it. <laughs> yeah, I hope that we're gonna be for digital dice or for dice what PDFs were for game rule books. The thing that you can turn to in the digital world that's almost as good, and but also like kind of preserves the history. I was yeah. talking to someone once and they're like, oh, you know, it'd be really cool if someone were to like make those dice for that Star Wars game that had the custom dice that I can't find and buy anymore. I'm like, they oh, can't really? they someone? sell them anymore. They don't sell anymore. Uh, well, someone, yeah, that someone was me and I got them and you can go roll them. And he was stunned. <laughs> there, are, there are some dice for like Warhammer that I've wanted for a very long time, but they don't sell them. Okay, and lo and well, behold, I found something for it. Ooh, Ooh, Warhammer, the fantasy role-playing third edition? The fantasy. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. Maybe not that far back. <laughs> well, it's a little far back. Uh, it's been on my to-do list to make those dice, but now that you asked, maybe I'll I'll get it in gear. I play Skaven, so it'd be appreciated. Okay. Ooh, that's good feedback. That is great feedback. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you two are great. <laughs> you listen. Just thank you. <laughs> and you're like... You already had it in the back pocket right there. You were already going to do it. <laughs> the, the secret is that we've always wanted to do it. We just need an excuse to do it. We have a lot yep. of things to do, but the minute someone's <laughs> like, hey, I want to do this, I'll like message uh, Celeste or she'll message me. I'm like, this person asked, therefore I'm going to do this now. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, that, that makes sense. I've been given the signal. Fire. <laughs> so it's like the, the bat secret. symbol. Yeah, it's the D20 symbol in the sky. <laughs> Off in the distance, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, so the secret to anyone listening, if there's a feature you think should be in 3D Dice, you come to our Discord, you tell us about it, and it's probably getting in sooner than if you didn't tell us about it, because we already thought about yep. it, and we're like, well, nobody asked for it, so let's do this thing that someone already asked for. Like, yep. I literally did all the research about how to make those dice. I've never played Fantasy, you know, Warhammer Fantasy 3rd Edition, but I've got a whole chart that says which dice have which symbols, so that I'm ready. That's... That's awesome. Even like the research behind it, like delving so deep as to go, all right, what's the spe specificity on everything here? And just man, building that from there. Awesome. 
Well, should you be so surprised you you uh, invited us on here because we're nerds and I just nerded out on dice? <laughs> hey, you know yeah. what? We all have our hyperfixations. I will never begrudge anyone theirs. Yep. Yeah. Right? One of my, I guess, fixations is kind of story-driven narrative RPGs. I don't know <sighs> if people call this this anymore, but they used to be called story games. Do we call still call them story games? Is that a thing? I don't think they're called story games anymore, no. but the yeah. energy is still there, definitely. What are they called now? I don't, I don't know I don't that know. they have a. Right? I don't know that they've had a name in the past few years. For me, I've seen a lot of people just call them uh, simple systems because mm. it's more narrative based than it is mm. mechanical based. That's how I like that. put it. But some of those systems have much more complicated dice mechanics, like we're talking about. Um, yeah. You know, dogs in the vineyard. That one's kind of complicated. Um, you know, I don't know if you consider the Star Wars Warhammer stuff. They're kind of lesser known, but they got interesting mechanics. And that's one of the things that I loved about them. They were very, I don't know how to describe it, but like purposefully pushing the envelope on what mm -hmm. is and isn't an RPG. I played one that's really great and like most of it, no dice. There are dice, but most of it is a negotiation between you and the GM over how the story is going to progress. And like, I love that. Yeah. There's rules about it and it's structured like yes and no, but mm -hmm. um, regardless of what I'm playing, that's always kind of my interaction with the game is it's like, I think this is cool. Can I do this? If so, how do you think it plays out? And it, I do but, that from either side of the screen. But in this game, that was a mechanic. And therefore, that's what the game was about. It was very interesting in a similar way to, um, you know, some of these other games where having control over story elements is just like part of it. Absolutely. Those games are great. They are. Yeah, All right. So I got a I got a question for you guys because you are nerds and love role playing games. Tell me about your first RPG or TTRPG character. Oh yes. Can I oh. I'll, I'll, what a what a question. Yeah, tell oh, you yeah. can go first. <laughs> okay. I remember so I I started playing I god, I I think I was like probably I, so I started later. I was definitely like fresh out of college. And I had a friend that was like, let's play D&D. We played D&D. I did a Dragonborn character. Um I'm failing to remember the name of him. And I was just like, okay, it's going to be like a video game kind of thing. And I remember my first encounter, I think we were playing, oh, what were we playing? Uh, the one with the giants. Um, what's the D&D one with the giants? Uh... <laughs> no, this ma this makes me look really bad. I know, Storm I know. King's no, Thunder? no, no, so, I feel it. Yes, it, no, it is Storm It's Storm King's Thunder. Someone's going to be in the comments just like cringe. He can't remember this. Um, <laughs> but it, I was playing Storm King's Thunder with him and a couple other people, and I remember I was in the dungeon with my Dragonborn character, and he's already giving me the whole runaround of just like, okay, you're a Dragonborn. No one knows what you are. They all give you weird looks. Every encounter I'm having with like townsfolk is weird, and I'm like, okay, I, I get that. But what really drove like this is a true like RPG anything goes moment was we were in the dungeon, and he's like, it's pitch black you can hear kind of clamoring about and I'm like all right I light my torch obviously so I can see and he's like all right cool roll initiative everyone in the dungeon sees you now and I'm like uh-huh got it I understand the game now completely understand 
Mistakes Those have moments been are made, great. and I'm going yeah. to suffer through them. <laughs> I understand there are consequences to every action. Mm. So I do not think I can remember my first Dungeons and Dragons character. It's been that long ago, but I do remember the first enemy that my character fought, and it was zombie wolves. It was the zombie wolves. Valid. Yeah. It's a um, solid starter. Yeah, it's a good right? starter. Anything zomb zombie is good. Anything. Oh, yeah. Anything. Yeah. But I, I, ooh, if you want me to nerd out about RPGs and early experiences, Dungeons and Dragons Second Edition was a little strange. I don't know if you ever played it, but there was a lot of <sighs> tables and subtraction and things kind of were all a little slightly different, even though it was the same game. And then. I was like, this is too complicated. A friend of mine was like, you should play Rifts. It's so cool. You can be a wizard or you can like, I don't know, pilot robot armor. And it's much simpler. And we, I, we played that game for a very long time. But looking back, sure, Dungeons & Dragons 2nd Edition was a little unfocused and the math was a little harder than it should have been. But yeah. like, oh my God, Rifts was terrible. <laughs> and There oh. was one bad one. Yeah, you always trip and fun, fall into one bad like, one. Yes, yeah. I also, I, worth mentioning, just because I have, if you ever watch our live streams, you'll probably see in my background, there's a character portrait behind me. So what my GM back in the day uh, commissioned my actual second character, which I actually took every gnome name in the book and I smashed them together. So yes. I was G Gimbal, Knacker, Timbers, Durin, Buren, Dargle but you can call me Jim. And so I was always Jim. Uh, and so behind me, if you ever watch, Excellent like I said, reference. our live streams, I have, uh, right? I thought so, I thought it was good. <laughs> it's a good one. My my third character, I would always say like, oh, Danger is my middle name. And uh, I would just accumulate, I took notes of every middle name I've ever claimed I have. So like our final boss scene, I had like 50 middle names. I was like, if my name's not, and I listed every name. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> that's an inspiration moment right there. Oh, for real. That's a, that's a lot of work. <laughs> I can remember the first role that ever happened in a D&D game that I played in was my friend throwing a sword, like a spear, at a wolf. Natural 20 on the die. And that just sort of led me in some very interesting directions. Oh. At 20, let's go. Oh, yeah. First roll. Oh, That's gosh. amazing. And it's all downhill from there. Oh, it's all downhill. Immediate <laughs> crash and burn. I had a situation where there was a called shot during a big boss battle, and they had this magical staff. And they're like, well, I'd like to hit it here. I'm like, well, if you get a natural 20, yes. So they hit it. It was the staff of power. Oh my god. So oh. there was deaths from that one natural twenty. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Bad. Oh, <laughs> but it amazing. was great. Oh, it sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, well, what if I do this? And they're like, no, the radius is this, and you take three hundred damage. <laughs> and it's like, oh no. Do you do you have more than three hundred hit points? <laughs> you can. Absolutely. Not. I've seen it. You can. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's a. It's always fun when you get like a surprise on a player or a DM. 
That's always what I try to go for whenever I'm running games is I will give you lots of abilities and items and I will forget all of them up until the moment you tell me that you're using them. And yes. then I'm going to suffer. <laughs> yep, I feel absolutely. like Andrew has to deal with that for me a fair bit. Yes, but now <laughs> you have to deal with it for me. We play a uh, we play a actual play, which is a part of the podcast as well. And uh, Luke has recently taken over the DM spot, and yeah, uh, I'm a player now, and it's it's so much fun. Yeah, I love. So do you do you folks sw- swap like the GM DM role? Oh, uh, not usually. This was uh, this was an interesting little uh, uh, escapade. I think I think Andrew's planning to do so with some other people, maybe. But I was the first one to jump into the seat because I aren't above anything else. I love DMing. Like, I, I like playing, but DMing is where my heart lies. I'm a storyteller at heart. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, love... you're doing so good. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I I love a good story, too. Like, it, it especially, oh, yeah. like, it, when you have a good DM, it's always, like, uh, it's always amazing. But, like, I always love the, uh, the moments where, like, you can swap DMs, like, maybe on a per-game basis, and the story evolves in chaotic and unexpected ways that you just never would have imagined. Something about I that, want, like, I'm, I love that. I've wanted to do that for a while of just, like, working with another person and co-DMing of, like, they go, then I go, then they go, then I go, and we don't collaborate on any of yes. our plans. Yes! <laughs> I want to do that so badly. It's amazing. And I t- but it's also, like, nerve-wracking. Because <laughs> I've, I've always been so, like, hands into the settings or hands into the plans and like building everything in the background so the idea of not having any control over that and all of a sudden something completely shifts uh that's both terrifying and exciting oh of course there's nothing worse than planning an entire three-hour session to have it completely derailed in five minutes yeah (laughs) i totally understand that yeah Yeah. gotta learn improv quick (laughs) (laughs) or planning like four hours worth of stuff and only getting to four doing four hours but only getting to maybe five percent of what you had prepared looking at yes. you andrew that's, yeah. that's always the best preparing is half the fun come on yeah. but this like rotating gm thing that you guys are talking about segues really nicely back to that game i was talking about that had like the negotiation mechanic over how the story evolves the way that game works is called polaris utmost tra- like uh, chivalric tragedy at the utmost north and in that game there each there you play with four players and you take turns being the sole player when the other three people are the gms one is your nemesis one are all of your allies and the other are all of the other enemies and oh, you've told me about this yeah, yeah. Huh. I, I want to I tell you about it a lot because I want to play it again soon. I know, um, yeah. <laughs> and so you take your turn and you you know there's that negotiation mechanic and at a certain point you're like, nope, I stand hard, I'm firm, I'm not going to negotiate anymore and you roll your d6 and that determines the outcome and once you roll your d6, play passes to the left and then that person's the player, everyone else is the triple GMs. That's interesting. That, that is. That sounds really cool. That's really cool. I definitely need to look into this. Yeah, it's one of those old story games. Super cool. I want to bring that term back. Yes, yeah, story Great. games. Heck yeah. Story games. <laughs> yeah. All right, any more questions you got for them, Luke? Um, yeah, I've got like just basically the last one that I've got off the top of my head is 
beyond global servers, which I know is, is, is stated as one of your big plans for the future, what mm -hmm. are some others that are you, you, you are excited for or that you maybe have in the pipeline that you could maybe hint at for us or just give us a straight answer? I'm not sure what you'd like to do in this situation. Mm. Yeah, I, I have my answer. I don't know, Celeste, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Oh, well, I, I think your answer is going to be marketplace, marketplace, marketplace. We want to make a place have... where we talked about for everyone to sell their dice. You added something else? Uh, we've talked about it in a comment at some point that someone asked about, but we haven't like we have a channel about it. I'll give you the hint on that if we're allowed to talk about that. You have I no have idea what I'm talking about. No idea what you're talking about. That's awesome. I love it Um, because we really don't talk about this because it's not a thing we're going to do it's a thing we're thinking about doing i'll put it that way yeah a, th a thing about 3d dice is that what i really like is uh, we talked about this in the beginning but it's it's one piece of a tabletop game and i'm really thrilled to be doing one piece of it well right like i have zero desires to be a vtt been there i've done that they're fun they're amazing the people who do them well do them extremely well i have zero desire to compete with that with those types of uh of platforms things if you think about something other than dice what are there right like there, uh, there's cards um cards. and what what if we gave people the same mechanisms we gave dice today right you have an editor and oh. you could create decks and all sorts me. of oh. Oh, I know. Me. <laughs> we've there's been a lot of excitement around this um I... and we've had oh, a channel God. internally we've had a channel internally for about a year where we're like what if and we're like yeah if someone asks lately people have been asking um I'm, again this is zero promises zero expectations this we're going like to do this but in the future we would love to if if the time comes and we really nail the marketplace and the marketplace is doing well for us and by well i mean like people are active on it and our merchants mm -hmm. are doing well right like we only yeah. succeed if our merchants do well cards might be a thing we look into because i think there's a, another market where people are not looking where it's like oh it's just cards but there are so much you can do for me and my wife yeah. play wizard wizard kittens like every other night and i swear that's one of my favorite games right now but that's all cards right like it would be mm. cool to build that type of stuff uh and let people play it digitally as someone who has for many long years been invested in card games from one form or another and eventually stepped off of them as they became more and more aggressively mainstream um <laughs> i love this idea because I've always wanted to introduce cards as a like a, a mechanic, whether it be in D&D mm -hmm. &D or anywhere else. Like, I love the idea of, to borrow a very specific term, uh, a duel, basically. Yes, the um, <laughs> duel. <laughs> look, you can you can go ahead and find my exact reference point if you'd like, but... Um, I always loved the idea of playing with cards regardless of what it's involved in and so that's very exciting and digitally oh so cool. digital like yeah. digital cards just free access just brah, you've got five there in your hand i think you posted about it before celeste but the randomness of cards is like greater than dice like didn't you post yeah. a video about that in our oh, channel yeah yeah i posted a video about that in our channel like i the point i was trying to make was that like that People, humans, misunderstand randomness wildly. 
Yeah. And someone was like, oh, I got three nat 20s in a row. Is your dice roller really working? And we're like, yes. Congratulations. Everything's fine. First. For you. Yes. First, <laughs> first um, of all, congratulations. And then, so like, I had watched this long form video, a number of file on YouTube about shuffling cards. And in order to shuffle cards in a way that's thoroughly random, where any order of the cards is likely as any other order, you have to do that break shuffle or bridge shuffle seven times. That takes a good like five minutes and nobody has the patience. So that when bridge tournaments moved to digital shuffling, people thought it was atrocious, it was super bad because they were getting hands that they didn't really see before because people generally didn't shuffle enough. Mm -hmm. So the cards ended up, you know, kind of distributed like no few clumps when people say well shuffle they mean few clumps well you know sorry everyone clumps are a thing and truly random clumps will happen yep and magic the gathering players are the worst at this because they do so they have uh, oh they have prepare so for the many... comments get ready for the comments here we go having no clumps in your deck is really good for a Magic the Gathering player. Yep. And people have come up with ways to quote unquote shuffle to be able to get the clumps out. And it be became such a problem that they have rules in the actual game rules for tournaments of Magic the Gathering about which are acceptable ways to shuffle. And after you're done shuffling, you give your deck to your opponent and they get to shuffle it for however much they feel like until it's fully random to try to have that not happen. And so because people mostly don't play in tournaments they play at home they don't shuffle enough like the bridge players and maybe they mana weave first or pile shuffle to you know those are some of those techniques they insist that magic the gathering arena's shuffler is super bad and is trying to screw them on purpose because they drew four lands in a row meanwhile it's just being random but yeah that's that was my long tirade on shuffling but back to the cards cards Nerding down on cards great. too now I love yeah, it. Well, a lot of RPGs do also use cards. I did a um, a lot. Yeah, I, did, I I I guest hosted on Goblin Tuesday's Twitch channel, and we played a game called Mouse Guard, and they got custom dice mm. and they have cards. When you get into like a, a protracted conflict, the 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 quote unquote right number of players for Mouse Guard is three. Each and each turn, each side of the conflict gets to take three actions. It can be an attack, a defend, a maneuver, a feint. And there are cards that you're supposed to use. You put them face down. And what's important about this is as the GM, you choose first and you put your cards face down. So then you get to experience the table talk of the party trying to figure out how they're going to defeat the snake with, without messing up and being able to metagame because you put your cards down first. That's and they can see excellent. It. Right. And we weren't able to really replicate this during the stream because... 3D dice doesn't have cards. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure other VT, VT, well, VTTs proper might have card things. They definitely do. Used. There's definitely a bunch out there. I don't know. I'm not good enough with any of them to know. But, you know, that really sold me. I'm like, yeah, the next step of making this a place where you can do all your things is to have cards. I think so. I'm a big fan of theater of the mind, so maybe that's why we're mm -hmm. biased on these kind of things. But yeah, like cards to me are like the next big iteration for like what's missing in like right. all the combined tools, right? Again, like you've said, there's other VTTs that have cards, but like 
can you bring them other places? Can I use a new character sheet yep. builder? Can I use, you know, something else? The answer is probably no, right? And that, that's, I, I would hope we can fill right. that one day. Can I drag them around in my 3D dice stream overlay? No, I cannot. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. But yeah, cards would be super cool. Oh, I can't wait for that. To the future. That's, a, that's a, so exciting. <laughs> to the future. To the future. To the future. <laughs> yeah. To the future. But I, I'm also like Tommy, like I very much like theater of the mind and I don't get much joy out of the automation that a lot of VTTs provide you. Like I don't want to click a button and then have all of my like attack and damage and critical damage all rolled at once like or have it subtracted automatically i've actually been playing i played games before in vtts that like it subtracted my health automatically I'm like wait i need to understand how that happened why am yeah, i dying I need to, like why, I need why to get my I hands die? in here <laughs> yeah no. yeah <laughs> Which is not to knock any VTT, like obviously, like they're all amazing. They all do great things. People love them, right? Like we obviously love them too, because we integrate with them. But mm -hmm. that's that's very much where we said, like, we don't want to be a VTT. Like I'm not subtracting health or gaining, you know, points automatically. We just want to show off cool dice and you get yeah. cool dice. Yeah, and it's it the works. same kind of concept of physical dice and the uh, digital dice. You know, there's we want to always meet in the middle right nowadays. Because, you know, there's the hardcores on either way. But if you meet in the middle, you can bridge the gap. So great. Well, here's an interesting question that I want to ask back to you about digital dice and physical dice competing with each other. Have you ever run into someone who showed up to a physical table and used an app to roll their dice or wanted to do that? <sighs> yes, I have. Okay. And... Tell me about the experience. That this was this was a couple years back, um, and I've occasionally used uh, uh, automatic dice rollers for like specific methods. But back then, I was definitely more hardcore on the oh, you gotta use physical dice. You know, there's mm -hmm. no, there's no, and I think the reason behind that was this. I guess I've always been very dice superstitious. Of you know my Luke dice have wings dice. and wants. I give I give yes. my D twenty little kiss when I roll it. Uh, All respect for that. Because it works. Because what it <laughs> in my mind it works, right? And that's the thing is it's I know not everyone's superstitious about their dice, but there's definitely this sort of like idea for me of like if you're not rolling them with your with if there's not something inherently you about you rolling them, there's it's off. Mm. And so having custom dice, being able to say, okay, I'm going to use this die. This is, you know, this is, this is feels very much my character or very much my personal style. Being able to roll it feels more interconnected. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, I do have dice superstitions. I would put all of my dice into little piles with the highest number facing up because I was convinced that that little bit yep. of gravity while I wasn't rolling them was going to make them roll the highest number more often. Absolutely. It does. I set my dice yep. up, highest number up. Yeah. Just set that right mm -hmm. along the edge yeah. of my little dice tray. Yeah, right? What's fun is that uh, our digital dice do on their digital dice pages, we do have a uh, stats of our dice to make sure that you know, maybe dice are cursed. We're, we're trying to prove. Maybe maybe there are such thing as cursed dice. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. I was <laughs> so, looking at yours, the frequencies, and I'm just sitting here like, oh, well, I wonder. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which ones are the I, ones that are bad? I mean, we eventually want to extend that to users too. Like, I think it would be really fun. Like right now you can see, like, I think bees is one of our most popular themes, right? And it's, it's really cool to look at that one just from a data nerd perspective, right? Because you could see all the values and they are nearly perfectly flat. It's just every value is rolled exactly the same number of times almost, mm -hmm. but that would be cool to see a player's page and be like, wow, you're really cursed. You just roll really bad every time. <laughs> I, 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 it doesn't matter what you have. <laughs> I want to see Will Wheaton's thing. Will like, Wheaton's page. Uh, He'd always roll bad. I always. want to know how many natural ones that man has rolled in his entire life. I want to know. I really do. Well, eventually we'll be there. One of these days. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. He's like That's King wonderful. of the Nerds. He, he'll find us eventually. One of these days, he will be on this show, and he will be on the show. He will show, be a part of 3D Dice as well. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we should wrap it up. And uh, man, it was such a pleasure talking to you too. Wow. Oh I my was, goodness, this was. So I'm much blown fun. away. I, Every interview now, I'm blown away. Absolute delight. No, this was a lot of fun. I could have been talking another hour. I swear. This is uh, you. You folks are great. Truly. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. Yes, we do. Because we look up to you now. <laughs> we do. Thank you. Yes, 100%. <laughs> oh, this no. Is what, thank you. <laughs> two for two on excellent podcast uh, 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 guests and excellent creators. Yeah, and the projects and communities and oh, man. Yeah. Oh, we're so thrilled. Yeah, this is uh, this is only going up now. So thank you for bringing our interview section higher than it was. Man, I love your site. I'm using it. I've got an account now. Super easy to set up. Took me like five minutes. I even made a set of dice in like 10 minutes. They look super oh, cool. I love it. Linked it to D&D Beyond by just watching the tutorial video, which it's very easy. You just set up an extension. Super, super quick. Love it. Yeah, ddice.com. Yeah, yep. dice with three Ds. D D D I C E dot com. I also I looked it up. Three D dice dot app apparently we also own. So there you go. He can type in Got three it. three D. That's yeah. really good. <laughs> and check out their That's Patreon. Excellent. You get a lot of cool stuff, and it's literally three to ten dollars. That's it. Like you get yeah. different levels, but it's super cheap for a lot of cool stuff, and you get to support them. If you oh, want to, could I tell what they get for they support us? Absolutely. Well, you get access to some patron-only dice themes that you can add to your dice box and you keep them forever. We also have the ability to change the physics in your dice room. You want to roll on the moon, you want to mm -hmm. roll on Jupiter, you can change gravity and see That's how cool the dice hell. roll. Nice. Yeah, you can, <laughs> That's uh, really cool. Right? You can change the lighting um, in your dice room. As well as, I think I forgot one. Tommy, remember what the other one was? You, when you create dice, you can also make them private. So um, mm. if, if you're creating dice for like games or like what we really love to support is we've had people do Kickstarters and Patreons of their own, uh, which at certain like Patreon tiers, they'll give away digital dice. People have been subscribing to our Patreon to be able to make their dice private so they can share them privately with their Patreon subscribers. So lots of different ways that you can make money from 3D Dice. Um, and by supporting us on Patreon, you're also helping support our community and our uh, the people that we help you know, make 3D Dice what it is today. 
And the stream excellent. music also used that to do dice giveaways. You show up to the stream, yes. you type a command, oh. you get the, the link to add to oh, your cool. to your box, and we can generate share links that like similar to Discord invites that last only for a certain amount of time or a certain amount of uses. Yep. Okay, I love it. Man. Okay. Yeah. Again, super cool. Yeah. Said that a lot. I love hearing it. <laughs> it's just true. It's just it's it's this awesome. It's such an excellent it's an excellent tool made by excellent people. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, thank you again for coming and uh I'm going to share my outro music because I love it. Pretty good. I loved your <laughs> intro music. Your intro music was oh, great yeah. too. Oh yeah, that's bumping. I like that too. <laughs> All right. Well, it was great talking to you and can't wait to see what's going to happen in the future for 3D Dice. So much for joining us. Thank you. Pleasure. <laughs>